Welcome to the Infinite Mind and Self Live. My name is Kenya Cook. And I'm Richard Roundtree. Welcome, everyone. This is an awesome, awesome Sunday. A lot of great things going on this week. You know, last week, Richard and I, we continued our conversation with Miss Kim Thomas from Claim Life, and we were talking about self-love. Now, before we go, Kim Thomas, check her out on Facebook, Eastern Standard Time at 8 p.m. on Tuesdays. Check out Kim Thomas uh, Massey. I'm sorry she got married. I still know her as my little cousin, Kim, but she's with Claim Life. Richard, during those conversations, though, you made some great points about how you demonstrate self-love. You mind sharing that with us again? You know, like I said, self-love in the show was is very important. And I think sometimes you got to have a little self-discipline to give yourself a little self-love. And uh, this year, I really dove, dove deep into Kundalini Yoga. So I've been consistently meditating every day, at least 30 minutes to an hour every day. And through that meditative process, I was able to, like, cleanse out a lot of things that were that were not so good for me, such as uh, drinking and uh, and eating meat and just kind of just became and just kind of purified my back, my body through the meditative process. And in an organic way, nothing like not like I'm restricting anything, not like I'm judging myself or being full of guilt, but just really just cleansing myself in a, in a pure way through the meditative process. So that's that's what I did for myself in 2018. And I feel great. That is wonderful. That is wonderful. And I, and even after that, I went and got a, a little app for myself for my phone. And that app is basically called I Am Changing. And you can put whatever it is and track whatever behavior. If you want to do more exercises, if you want to cut out sugar, cut out coffee, uh, whatever it is that you want to cut. But what's cool about it is that it's a motivational tool because it shows you your progress. It has a little piece in it where it'll tell you, uh, you know, you have a, a pledge that you have to say and it has some motivational affirmations inside of it. So I'm thinking that as we talked about loving yourself, it does start with actually how you treat yourself and what you put in your body. Yeah, and that's that's so great because I think journaling is a is a big process for self-growth and self-love and self-development. And it's good that it's now technology is, is, is available for us so we can be able to easily, you know, like, uh, you know, take take account of what's going on in our life. You know, it's journaling what's going on, what's working and what's not. You know, the, you know, I call that, you know, taking inventory on what, on our life. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm happy that app exists. But if you know if you guys don't have access to the app, I think a good old fashioned notebook with a pen and paper works just as good. Also, it's always good exactly. to journal. And I think that's a very good step for self-love, because if you don't know what's really going on through your thoughts and your words, then it's kind of hard to love yourself. That's right. That is very true, very true. Well, this week, we're joined with Julius Lewis. Julius is a freelance graphic artist who is changing the world through his missionary travels. He's been to Kenya, Nepal, to China. He has a trip coming up now. Uh, he's been to Israel. He's going to Myanmar. I've not, never heard of Myanmar, but he's going there to make a difference. So, Julius, welcome. Welcome, Thank Julius. You, yes. <laughs> Thank you, brothers. Thank you. It is an honor to be on this show, man. I'm glad you guys uh, thought enough for me to invite me on. So thank you. Welcome. Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. These were those famous words spoken by John F. Kennedy, our 35th president, during his inauguration on January 20th, 1961. 
That statement spawned volunteerism, although the roots for volunteerism go a lot deeper than just 1961 and actually having some uh, presence back during the time of Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, wow. I, th- I thought actually Donald Trump came up with that statement. <laughs> Let him tell I'm it. Just, I'm just busting about you guys. Melina Trump came up with it. No, no. So I'm going to take from Wikipedia. Wikipedia said volunteering is generally considered an altruistic activity where an individual or group provides service for no financial or social gain to benefit another person, group, or organization. Volunteering is also re- renowned for skill development and is often intended to promote goodness or to, pr- pr- to improve human quality of life. This is Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Julius, let's talk about what does service mean to you? Yeah. To me, service is a way of life. It's, uh, it is what we are called to do as humans, to serve one another. And so I, I just feel like if you have the mindset of a servant, then you're on the right track. When you say that, what do you mean? But having the mindset of a servant yes. is because in our in our culture, especially Western culture, um, people often have the mindset of wanting to be served rather than serving someone. And I don't mean that as in. Um, well, no, I do mean like, like true service is to is to put others before yourself. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. Yeah. You know, that's very interesting. You said like, I was listening to this podcast by Gary V. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Gary V. Oh, yes. Social media marketing genius, I think. Uh, and he says, you know, a lot of people think like, oh, I want to just become the boss of my job so I can just be the man. But when you become the boss of a company, you don't become the man. You have the responsibility to serve your employees. And so Absolutely. people want to be like the king, but they don't want to serve. And, and true kings serve. And, and serving right. is fundamental. I guess, you know, I guess for African-Americans, we had we have such a negative. Uh, it, it gives us a negative connotation because of slavery. And we were kind of forced to serve people in, in right. a very malicious way. So I think right. we have that we have that negative uh, taste in our mouth when it comes to serving. But serving is natural. And, and, and that's what true kings and true leaders do. They serve. It's not about being cater to or get people treating you feeding you grapes like it's coming to America or something like that so, but, so I'm, I'm, I'm so happy you have that I'm so happy you have that mindset Julius yeah I totally agree with everything you said now Richard you've actually chosen a path of healing and restoring and through Kundalini Yoga and through your organization Chrysalis expound upon how that is your expression of service well, with Kundalini Yoga, uh, th- th- that's the whole thing is serving each other, serving. I mean, it is an ancient technology of yoga that uses that that that, that the kings back in and it's, it's a regal yoga that was used back in India thousands of years ago, and it's brought to America by Yogi Bhajan. And their whole thing is about serving other people, you know, helping the poor, helping the children, and whatnot. And I and I work with them through their teacher training program. I help. I help with the new with the new teachers that's up and coming, training them, making sure they have the proper knowledge and information and the utilities to become successful teachers themselves so they can go out there and serve. And I've done a lot of work with the homeless in, in Los Angeles, serving at soup kitchens, working for this organization called Chrysalis, which I think is a beautiful organization where they help those who are who have been homeless, who have been in jail, who have been through drug rehab, help them get back on their feet, 
learn real life skills, teaching them how to fish, not giving them fish, real life skills such as resume writing, computer skills, in interview interview skills, giving them clothes so they can go out of interviews and they have a 90 plus percent job rate, um, job, job rate. So that's pretty good for people that's been ah. out of that's pretty good for people that have been out of out of like the matrix, I want to call it, but that's out of the real world for so long you know, maybe in jail or maybe homeless on Skid Row to come back and to, to get a job and be a working adult again in our society. You know, that it, it is truly a, a, it is truly a beautiful uh, process to see. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And, and Julius, you're actively raising money so that you're able to go overseas. Let's talk about what you, what you have going on right now with your next trip. Yeah. So, I've been doing mission work for a couple of years now, and um, this my most recent trip will be to Myanmar, which is Southeast Asia. We're going to uh, continue to build on a relationship that my church started several years ago with an orphanage there. And uh, we're going to spend time with the kids. We're going to help the high school students prepare for their exit exam, this huge exam that they take and uh, by helping teach them English. And then um, we're gonna do a big uh, crusade on Christmas day. So I'll be there on Christmas day. So um, it's a really cool thing. It's a, it's a really great relationship that we've built and uh, I'm excited to be a part of that trip. Now Fun. with the part, the part you're talking about with working with the high school students, is, yeah. Do you guys have a curriculum that you're going to be working with? You're going to kind of find out when you get there and supplement what they already have in place? Yeah, I think it will be some supplementation. But uh, we're definitely, I think, going to lean more towards helping them understand uh, English because all their whole exam is in English. And a lot of them there um, are having to take the test without knowing English fluently. So it's creating an obstacle for them. So hopefully we'll be able to help them kind of work through some of the more difficult stuff that they're going to encounter on the exam. Well, that's going to be a crash course in English. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> English is a tough <laughs> language, man. Yeah, it is. It is. It is a tough language. Well, you know, both of you guys have awesome stories, you know, here at home and abroad, abroad about how you're servicing the community through helping people, whether it's filling in skill gaps or bringing resources. You know, as a person, you know, when I worked in higher education, you know, I had the opportunity to serve students from underprivileged communities. And I quickly learned that you weren't just teaching a certain subject. You were really teaching a student on an empty stomach, someone who's burdened with life challenges. And we as a team, my staff and I, we were forced to deal with those basic issues before we could start to educate the person. And that part of serving leadership, like you were talking about earlier, Richard, that's where I kind of learned that if you're the quote unquote boss, you're actually the lowest person on the totem pole because you're holding everyone else up because you're trying to take care of their needs. And that level of altruism, I think, is something that when it's not in your life actively, it's easier for external influences to beat up your self-esteem, to beat up for you not to love yourself. Because if you're only serving you, you'll never be satisfied because our love of ourselves is insatiable. But when that's mixed against loving others and, and caring in our communities, I think we get a healthy balance so that we're more whole people. What are, you, what are your thoughts, gentlemen? Mm -hmm. uh, Julius, 
Go ahead, Richard. <laughs> you know, and, and we talked about this on, with, Kim, on, with Kim. Is like when you truly love yourself, you're not selfish. When you truly love yourself, you see yourself in everybody else. So you you truly want to help other people. You truly want to give people. Only when you only when you when you have insecurities and and you're not loving yourself properly, then you have that selfish approach to love. You have that sense of of scarcity when it comes to love. But when you really love yourself, you take that time, you, you have a daily practice, a daily discipline where you really go deep inside, where you're journaling and you and you take the time to really see what works and what doesn't work. You audit yourself and you love yourself. You really you really organically help others. It, it, it's, it's, it's no question, no ifs, ands or buts about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like um, just in regards to self-love, self-care, however you want to say it, um, it's it's like that saying you can't pour from an empty cup, right? And so if you're if you're empty <laughs> in the in the area of loving self or caring for yourself, then you're going to be pouring from an empty place. But exactly. if you're full, then everything you do is just an overflow from what you already have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very nice. I, I love it. Well, we live in a, we live in a fractal universe. Yeah. <laughs> Say that. <laughs> but that's a good thing, though. It's like, so there's different ways to serve. You know, everyone might not be able to go overseas and everyone might not, you know, be able to commit themselves to, uh, you know, a chrysalis or have the discipline to learn, you know, Kundalini yoga or become an executive director of a school. What are some of the different ways you guys think that people can serve that doesn't really cost a lot or take up a lot of their time or resources? I would say start with the people that are right around you, your family, your sister, your brother, your mom, your dad, your neighbor, your next door neighbor. Like a lot of times we and I've been guilty of this as well, but a lot of times we look for a platform to serve from rather than serving right where we are, you know, and I've been in this process of as I've just matured and just understand more of who I am and what God has called me to, it's, uh, I realized that you don't have, you don't, you shouldn't look for a platform in regards to serving people. You should just serve, you know, and everything. Be the platform. Yeah. Yeah. Or not even, not even be the platform, just be, (laughs) just be, just be. You know, I think about somebody asked me, hey, why are you taking your neighbor's trash can in? I was like, well, I got to take mine in and theirs is only about five feet from mine. You know, and I got two hands. You know, hey, I can just take that in. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to, like you said, just be. It doesn't have to uh, be something elaborate, a platform, something that people are going to, you know, ring the bell. I saw a little meme that said, if you go feed the homeless, (laughs) leave your cell phone at home. You know, we don't have to broadcast you just how we take an extra step. And I know I don't want to, I don't want to generalize that because we still got a little time to play with here. But I said that I bring in my neighbor's trash. What are some like little things that somebody could do? So we want to get people thinking about this. I want to, I want to stay here for a minute. What can we do? What are some things we can do to serve people that doesn't cost us if we really think about it? Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I think one, I mean, Julius hit it right on the head. Just being present every moment you should be serving. You don't. I mean, there's a great book that say you don't need a you don't need a title to be a leader, 
and you don't need to be you don't need a platform to be a server. Every moment is your opportunity to serve. But I think you know the people that have it the worst are like some of those people that work at the grocery stores, or or they're busting your table at a restaurant. Be nice to them. Give them a smile. Yeah. Give them, make them feel like they're important. Because you know everybody puts them down, and not everybody, but they, you know, they feel lowly. You can feel it. You can feel it. It emits from their presence. Just be nice to those type of people. Those have those type of jobs instead of just being demanding and like saying, "Why my food is not here? How come you overcharge me?" You know, just be nice to those people. I think they need it a lot. And the, and the elderly is very important. So especially in the big cities, elderly people seem like they're lost and they, they seem like they're, they're they're put out of place. So you be nice to those two groups of people. That that, that make a big difference. Yeah. And I think that that is so it may seem like a small thing, but it's so significant in the grand scheme of life, being kind to people, because, you know, uh, for one, we never know when we might end up in that same situation that that person is in. And just it's the small I feel like there's you can do a million small things that will be so much more impactful than one huge thing on a big stage and all of that. Right. Yeah. It's it's about, you know, a bunch of small things. It's like you're building character, you're building integrity by doing those smaller things consistently. Yeah, and it's and it's contagious too, because once you start doing that, you know, every other people feed off of it. And, you know, I think we live in a society where it's an all or nothing, everybody's looking for the big play. But it's really the smaller thing that's really going to make social change and really going to is really going to help us evolve as human beings. You know, and, and that and with that being said is why it's important that I say, hey, guys, let's flesh this out a little bit, because I wanted that top of consciousness that it doesn't take a big voila to help somebody. It can be something small. I just got back and I was running a little bit late, but I went to a train show not too far from where I live at and. Uh, the person I was riding with, Eddie, Eddie Money, Eddie Spaghetti, he was talking <laughs> about how when cars merge in traffic, and you know, there's normally when cars are merging, one car go, one car go, and they kind of merge. Mm-hmm. But you got that one person that kind of want to know, I want to go first. <laughs> and they mess it up. And I was yeah. telling him, like, wow, that's like a universal sign for people to understand, like, we should be trying to do this. Mm. Looking for ways to come together. And through service, we fill in each other's gaps. We're talking about the service worker who may be underappreciated, telling them thank you. Or, or, or the one young lady that's in the impossible line at the grocery store, the elderly woman is paying in pennies, and then you have the impatient person. It's like they got to go there running late, and they're screaming at that person, and you come up behind and you tell the cashier, hey, don't worry about it. you doing a great job. That guy's a jerk. I love how you stay calm. And you let that older woman know, you know what? You've earned the right to take as long as you want to take. You know, <laughs> hearing that and somebody saying that, you know, I believe it does resonate with people because it comes from a genuine place and people can feel that. Yeah. 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 And it costs well, you know money. Uh-huh. I'm going to contradict one thing you said, Kenya. You know what? I like people to to post what they're doing on social media. They're doing volunteering work. You're posting yours. You feeding. You posting the spaghetti you got from this this hundred dollar Italian restaurant. You posting all these fancy trips you go on. But post that you're doing. Post that you that you volunteering at the homeless shelter. Post that you help working out at the orphanage orphanages. Because that really kind of that 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 really motivates other people too. We can we can always talk about the fancy things, but let's talk about the things that we serve too on social media. I think I think that's. I think that's I think everybody should do that because I think hey, once it, again, it's it's where is it coming from? 
Right. Is where you're coming from. Exactly. It, I, you know, I'm talking about that person that we see that they yeah. post and you know they don't volunteer, don't give them the problem, only stay two minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. Those, this is where yeah. you're coming from. And with yeah, the example you, you gave, you're right. I think we do need to promote yeah. our good works if yeah. the heart is to yeah. inspire others. No, you're totally exactly. right on that. No, I'm sure. Because like I'm one of my my one of my ex girlfriends, she was like, you know, she gave she gives a lot of money to charity and stuff like that, and she never talks about it with her friends and whatnot. She's always talking about, you know, I try to be low key about that. But you talk about all the places you've been, all the restaurants you've been to. So why don't you talk about all the volunteering you do? Because that can inspire your friends to be more active in volunteering too, or be more active in in, in giving to charity. So I think I think you know. Now, you know, it's cool to volunteer. It's cool. It's cool to, to, to give to charities. And we got to start promoting that on social media. You know, you saw what it did. You saw the ripple effect it did with our election where it's saying it's cool to vote and more people voted than ever during the midterm election. So we got to make that cool, too, on social media because social media is one of our new platforms. And we have to embrace that, that, you know, that, you know, it is cool to volunteer and do it. <laughs> I think you're you so Julius. Yeah, I was going to say, I think you're so on point. And I love that um, that we do need to use it to show the positive things that are happening. Because if you look on social media, there's so so many people use it for negative. So many yeah. people use it for gossip and everything mm-hmm. else under the sun. And so it's like, if this is the life that we live, if this is the thing that we do regularly, it's not for a show, then why not show people that to inspire them to action? Because that's what it's all about, really. It's about inspiring somebody to action. And you never know where it's going to come from. You know, Gary, Gary Gervais, uh, I probably said his name wrong, Richard, but I know that Gary may curse. He may be like, matter of fact, in your face, but that resonates because it feels authentic. And it mm-hmm. feels kind of like, you know what, let me look past the cursing aspect of it and mm-hmm. embrace the fact that, hey, what the true message is. And I think what I was going to say earlier, Julius, is I think that especially as Christians, we were always told, do your giving in private. Don't tell anybody. And I mm-hmm. think that had a value. But l- listen to Rich's point. I think it had a value at that time period. But now we want more people to celebrate that positivity of helping and sharing just even more as you do with the other trivial things that we we post on social media. Mm. And it doesn't cost you anything. Right. You know, we're talking about what are different ways it costs you nothing to tell somebody, hey, you can do it. It costs you nothing. And even if you had a couple of extra, you know, pennies in your coffee, I mean, your pocket or change to give that to somebody, but also add a kind word to it, a blessing to it. You know, yeah. we talked about last week. There's a book that I read one time by Og Mandino called The Greatest Salesman in the World. And quietly and under his breath, he says to everyone he meets, I love you. You know, what does that cost? But he said that it always changes how he sees people. Richard, I think I can't I didn't quote it. But earlier you were talking about seeing the essentially seeing the best in people and in situations always. Yeah, you always you know, there's this quote that says if you don't see the God in in in, in everyone, you don't see the God at all. So you have yeah. to see the God in everyone or the good. Everyone. in everyone. Yeah. So everyone. And it's tr- it's tough because people can be so devilish and hellish. But I think that as we begin to practice seeing the best in people and situations, first, it helps me. I'm going to tell you something, Julius. We've had some challenges here and there, and it's not really big, huge stuff, but I always like Rich's peace and calmness. Rich like, oh, it'll be all right. You know, it's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. It'll be all right. <laughs> You're like, okay, all right. You know, it's going to be all right. But it's a peace that comes yeah. with it 
you know, and it started with asking the question, Rich, hey, tell me something good that happened this week. Everything was good. It was all good. You know, so these are different things that when we're saying that we're talking about and we're sharing and we're making making it cool. How many of our friends or fraternity brothers have these kind of discussions where we all start sitting back and saying, well, you know what? Well, I do this. Well, you know, I kind of give over there not to compete, you know, but to really say, you know what? It's okay to do it. I would have been a great golf player had they been playing golf in the hood. Well, my dad used to make me play golf in Detroit, but because they was playing basketball and football, I stopped playing golf. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could have been the first Tiger Woods. <laughs> well, you got the shirt. You got the shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got it. <laughs> no looking back now. But you know what's funny about it, Rich? You remember Arthur Horn from Delta New? Yes, I do, Arthur. Never knew. Never knew. <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> never knew that Art played golf yeah, and wow. was so good at it that he got his college scholarship. In the back of my head, I'm always thinking that, man, because we didn't let that because golf wasn't cool, cool. We didn't talk. I missed opportunity because giving wasn't cool. And we don't talk about giving. I might have missed an opportunity because at the essence of giving is the law of reciprocity, which that when we put this out into the world and give to other people, we get back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think what's what's so cool about that is that is not that is completely separate from faith. Like that goes for anybody. <laughs> so you don't have to have faith to know that if you give, it will be given back to you. Like that's literally like the law of what did you say? Reciprocity. <laughs> Reciprocity. Yeah. Yeah. There's a great book out there called. Oh, here it is right here. Oh. <laughs> 12, the 12 universal laws of success, but it talks about reciprocity, uh, you know, cause and effect, and, and, and there's a list of them. Yeah. But though, like Julius was saying, you don't have to be a righteous person or a good person. If you save your money, you will have money. If you spend your money, you won't have money. It doesn't mean that you, you can be a good person or a bad person. So there's certain laws that we don't understand, and giving and volunteerism is one of those, especially as African Americans, I think we're not I'm not going to say we're not effective because we created the rent party. We created the, like my brother mm-hmm. ain't got no money for rent. We're about to have a rent party. So mm-hmm. we know how to come together, but I don't think it's been done systematically and continuously so that we can maximize the benefits of it. Because in the Jewish community, we see that how many times the dollar cycles around the community, you know, because it's about reaping, sowing, reaping, sowing, service and help. And I think that as we understand what self-love, understand who our creator is, understand who we are and understand our roles towards our responsibilities towards each other, we'll see healing in our own lives. Yeah, we'll see edification in in different areas that are being edified or being magnified. It's kind of like, hey, all I had to do was help somebody. Yeah, Yeah. because you stopped helping you. If you help you, (laughs) the universe ain't going to feed you because you already ate. (laughs) <laughs> wow. Wait a minute, that was a good one. Let me write that one down. That was a quote. <laughs> write that one down. Yeah. <laughs> Your new name is gonna be Plato. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, I know you got a thought for me, brother. You know, it's great. We we talked about you know just being more impactful at home and um. I want to ask you a question, Julius. You know, you, you said you serve a lot overseas, but why do you do that? I mean, I know I'm, I'm proud that you're doing it, but what about at home? Are you are you doing any overseas? I mean, any uh, volunteering work at home or? Yeah, I do. I do serve here as well. And um, my, my specific ministries that I serve in 
here at home is the young adults ministry at my church. So there I have an opportunity to pour into, and I feel a call on just to pour into young men's lives here. So I do that through that ministry. And then, um, of course, we have a lot of initiatives going on at my church and I work for the church. So it's kind of like I, I'm just constantly, you know, serving and serving the community and just doing those things. It's, it, it's literally just a part of life. But as far as um, global work, I feel called to that, you know, and I feel um, I just want to honor God by walking out what he called me to, you know, and uh, you, we all can we all have a part to play in service and in uh, in serving humanity. And that is my part. You know, somebody else may be called to do that local uh, homeless outreach or, you know, different things like that. And I, I feel like that's why another reason kind of like kind of why uh, how Kenya was saying um, we need to show what we're doing so people will be inspired because maybe it's somebody seeing, oh, man, he's been traveling the world and going to all of these different places. I kind of had it on my heart to go down to the uh, local food drive, you know, and start doing something there. Or I know these young, these kids that always play basketball down the street and I've been kind of wanting to connect with them, you know, hopefully it'll inspire people. That's literally my goal with social media is to inspire people to find out what they're called to do. I'm doing what I'm called to do and I, I want everyone to do what they're called to do. That, that, that's amazing. I, I applaud you very much. Yeah. <laughs> finding your purpose, finding your yeah. purpose. That is so in the, in, the, in the capacity of doing that, you've got a couple minutes here. If it's OK with you guys, I want to ask this question because something popped in my head while you were talking, Julius. Yeah. What are some of the challenges that you have as it relates to serving, you know, uh, and helping develop and mentor, you know, young people? What are some of your challenges you're having? Um, capacity. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like there's, you know, we have to, when it comes to other people and um, pouring into them in, in that sort of way, you have to trust God. Ultimately, you can't do everything and you can't be everywhere at every time and every opportunity. But the ones that you do get and uh, you just have to be intentional. And I'm working on being more intentional with with the people in my sphere of influence, because I know that God has placed the people there for a reason. So, I, you know, it's just about being intentional. Richard, can I can I bug you a little bit? <laughs> do it. Do it. Mm -hmm. No, because I when he says being more intentional. I've heard you say that so many times in past shows. Can you expand on that a little bit? You know, and that's something I work with also because I, I teach a lot also, you know. And so sometimes when you teach people, you could tell people to do certain things or you could try to like, you know, be a little bit preachy sometimes or yeah. just try to convey a message. But at the end of the day, you got to learn how to be able to teach without even saying words. Yeah. And it's, it's through your intentions and and people feel your intentions even more so than your words. And, uh, and, and what I mean by your intentions, by like. What do you intend? I know I'm using the words to define the word, but what what do you really mean 
by saying that word, you know, or, or doing this and then and then let people feel that, you know, this maybe sound very metaphysical, but it works because people pick up on the on the on the, on the, on the subtle clues such as the body movements, the just even just like the 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 the, the, the difference in your or another person's heart rate or whatnot. All these subtle clues make people feel your intention, and this is given in a scientific explanation. But even deeper than a scientific explanation, I believe that human beings are connected through deeper than just words, and we we connect almost through telepathy. So. Um, that's, I know that's deep, but but uh, but I think that when you re- when you really have true meaning to what you say and and and, and an intent of what you're saying, you can really inf- affect and impact people more than just saying do this, do that, or preaching to them and saying it's good to do this, it's bad to do that. You know, and after a while, people tune out because no, no, at the end of the day, everybody is. It's like it's like the rule, number one rule of sales will always be closing the number one rule. Of sales. But the second number one rule is everybody wants to buy, but no one wants to be sold. Everybody wants to be learned, but nobody wants to be preached to. So you know you gotta learn how to you gotta learn how to how to inspire and teach people through the through through the non words through the intention. So or yes, through your that's action. so true. Because as a <laughs> yeah. person that I've always thought of myself as being a a charismatic leader. I found out that helped or worked at lower levels of my career. But as I began to deal with larger organizations and larger people, I couldn't get people to do things just because I could be a nice guy and they thought I was cool. I actually had to deliver on being a leader. I had Mm -hmm. to, you know, do those things. Like you said, it couldn't be like, hey, I'm a nice guy and I want to help you if we can. No, I have to intentionally be present minded and knowing that this is what we where we want to go, what we want to do. This is what your role is. It was a change for me. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's something important to think about what you both for bringing up. And that's why I want to go in on that a little bit more. Um, you know, any final thoughts, uh, Mr. Julius, any anything you want to share with us? Want to plug the website? Um, well, I will. What I'll do is since we're on Facebook Live, I'll put the link um, in the comment section Perfect. of our um, thread. And then uh, we can go from there. The, the the site is like managed missions backslash last name is too long to <laughs> yeah, you post that yeah <laughs> but I'm posting regularly so you know if anybody wants to follow um, me on Facebook that's Julius R Lewis and uh, you can follow me there to see the links to my donation boxes and different things you know uh, the, this work will continue so this you know this ain't the first trip it won't be the last it's just right. a continuation <laughs> yeah well definitely plug it man because it kills me when i'm watching a podcast or something they say yeah once you go to my website it's like can you cook at four slash i do i eat chicken uh <laughs> four slash water like what <laughs> i might remember that man <laughs> right thank you so much thank you so much final thoughts rich uh I need that app because I need to stop eating sugar. Sugar is still my weakness. Ah, I'll send it to you. No, but, um, you know, I always believe in being limitless. I believe that's our true nature. We just have the we have the mask of thinking that we're not limitless. So go out there, be limitless. Always follow me on Facebook or Instagram at uh, Limitless Strength. Yeah. See, Rich, I've learned you. You just did. It's a tongue twister. What's that? It's a tongue twister. Uh, when I say you say limitless strength, for some yeah, reason my it. top lip gets stuck. You go limit, do, limit, it. Limit. do it five <laughs> times while holding your tongue. <laughs> okay, that's all I'm gonna have to do it. 
Because when we're <laughs> practicing, I always like, <laughs> well, the show today has been awesome as I knew it would. Uh, Julius, when I'm thinking about different guests and I'm reaching out to people and hey, I know some of you that I've reached out to this week and I spoke to, I want to get you on a future shows. But when I'm reaching out to people, I'm always looking for people who I perceive to be doing something that I think is special, something that's unique, that they are celebrating. It's not something that they're hiding up underneath the bush. And for that reason, because you step out boldly to make this difference in lives of people internationally as well as locally, I wanted to be able to highlight you and be able to bring you know the people that I know into your worlds, uh, Richard, the people I know into Richard's world, vice versa, so that we can ultimately support what it is that you're doing to help what it is you're doing because it doesn't take a lot to send you five dollars twenty dollars you know whatever it may be or just to send you prayers and well wishes you know so we want to make sure i wanted to you know share this time with you today i think you're special i think it's awesome what you're doing Hopefully, when people see that link down there, they'll say, you know what? I know I'm not going to Myanmar or nowhere else, and I'm not about to go teach a homeless person how to do a resume. So I'm just going to give you the money. And hopefully that they give it to you. And and then I know Richard has some things developing as well, but people will see that you can do something. Respect what you have is value. It may be a dollar. It may be your time. It may be your word. Word. But when we're in this service to man, to woman, and to our world, one thing I noticed is that those servants get beat up. So today I just wanted to honor you. Thank you for spending this time with us on the show. Uh, my website is www.kcook1911.com. Uh, today's show is very unique. We got three men of Cap Alpha side here. We got Mr. Yeah. Richard Bartini, the Almighty Sigma Chapter. Uh, myself, King of Cook, and Mr. Julius Lewis from the Zeta Theta Head. Zeta Theta in the building. <laughs> and it's been a great time. Gentlemen, I love you. God bless you to everybody that spent this time with us today. Be blessed. Come back with us next week. We're wrapping up our series. We have one more episode, and then we're going to wrap up season one of the Infinite Mind and Live. And we're ourselves live, and we're about to get started for season two. And we got a great uh, lineup in front of us with some amazing people just sharing their stories. So I love you. Enjoy your Sunday. Hey. Peace. <laughs> Due to circumstances beyond our control, it is to evacuate the building. Do not look back. Do not stop.